CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We're back for another episode, continuing on with our WSX coverage from Melbourne. Uh, We banged out a couple of podcasts. Hopefully, you've listened to the Josh Hill one. Now it's time to wrap your ears around uh, a podcast with Cole Sealy. First time we're getting to do one in the flesh, which is cool. Uh, Cole actually did the podcast before we ever had the US studio. We did like the Skype deal through COVID. Um, so this was really cool. He's a guy that I just really enjoy being around. I really enjoy watching him on a dirt bike. Uh, and I really enjoy hearing what he has to say. A uh, bit of a tough night for him in Melbourne. Uh, he literally got taken out in every single race. So I'm not sure what he has to do to uh, to stop that from happening next year. Maybe take a leaf out of his teammate's book next year and just go on the offensive. Um, but nevertheless... He uh, threw a bunch of whips to the crowd in that last moto. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed this podcast. We talked WSX. We talked his, uh, I guess, coming out of retirement uh, and his plans for the future. Um, and yeah, I just just really enjoyed hanging out with Cole this weekend. We got to watch the 450 races together both nights, which was pretty dope too. So hope you guys enjoy this one. Just also, yeah, massive shout out as well to um, to everybody that came said g'day, hung out, uh, took photos, like it was a, yeah, it was a pretty humbling experience to be honest, just to, just to see how many of the gypsy gang were there, there was so much merch getting around, um, yeah, made me very, very proud of, uh, of our little community that we've created, um, and yeah, honestly just fired me up to get back to work on Monday and just, uh, just keep going, we've got a bunch of cool stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks as well, so, um, I think that's kind of it for that. Um, the first podcast that we're bringing you today is with one of my favorite people, Josh Hill. Um, we've actually figured out that we've just never done one in studio. We're always doing these on location ones. So one of these days we'll get Hill in studio, but nonetheless, one of my favorite people to talk anything dirt bikes with. Um, before we get into the episode with Hill though, Got to bring you some words from our sponsors. And the first shout out we have to give is to the guys at Alpine Stars. Um, But also, before I do that, just a massive happy 40 year anniversary uh, to the guys at Monza Imports. Now, they are the company that is behind Alpine Stars in Australia. And we actually went down for their 40th year party on Tuesday. That's why we got down there so early. Um, And it was just mind blowing to. I guess get like a bit of a refresher as to just how involved um, the guys at Monza have been personally in my career. I think the first time I would have walked through the doors at Monza, I would have been like 18 or 19 years old. Um, 
and that was in my stroke days uh, when I was working for the magazine and then when I ended up going out on my own and starting MX Daily those guys were supporting me I think I've I run like Alpine Stars gear in like 2007 2008 in uh, like factory KTM shootouts for stroke and everything so um, yeah it was just like crazy cool to see how long those guys have not only been supporting the industry, um, but been supporting me personally through all of my, uh, I guess, my endeavors in the industry. So uh, this ad specifically will be about the Tech 10 boot. Uh, That's my choice of boot. Uh, And I've kind of contemplated going to the Tech 7s at at times. Um, But I think that that's probably one of the cool things about Alpine Stars is that between the Tech 7 and the Tech 10, um, I really don't think you kind of need to look any further than that. Um, I even wore the Tech 10s all the way up to Cape York. And I know a lot of people will say that maybe wearing a a boot with an inner booty for two weeks is kind of not as comfortable. But man, I, I just really enjoy that extra ankle support that you get from having the inner booty. I ride on my toes a lot, um, which kind of does put a bit more pressure on your ankles. And I just never really seem to have any problems um, with those boots. They also last forever. Um, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see myself really changing. I think that if I was doing more, you know, techie enduro stuff like Transmotos, I'm probably going to look at running some Tech 7s in the future. Um, but like for motocross and then the, that big kind of touring stuff, the Tech 10 is definitely on the money for me. Um, and not to mention the gear and helmets that, uh, that complement that entire lineup. Um, not only that, I mean, if you, if you rode as well, like the tech air, um, the, the vest, as well as the full suit, um, the guys at Alpine stars are really pushing the limits in in every category. Um, so thank you to the guys at Alpine stars for helping us, um, bring you this WSX content. Um, and also thank you to the guys at Monza for their support over all of these years. This podcast is brought to you by, uh, I guess a group of legends that i would have called i guess personal sponsors in a sense uh but never officially uh sponsors of the podcast uh the guys at ktm newcastle they are australia's number one ktm and gas gas dealer uh and pretty much any time i order any genuine parts i go through uh ktmnewcastle.com.au um not only do they have an awesome online uh resource for ktm genuine parts but they also are like i said they're the best dealership uh, when it comes to ktm and gas gas in australia um i got a chance to ride the all new ktm models which uh, i believe that's going to be up on bike sales we did a review for those guys um at conondale and obviously i've spent quite a bit of time on the current ktm models and I was really blown away by some of the changes, um, especially in in the four strokes. The uh, if you if you heard the podcast, you know I don't really like the air fork that much, but uh, they've actually made some changes. They're only small changes to the air fork, uh, but they kind of address the problem that I kind of found with them. Um, and the uh, the the bottoming resistance is now so much better. It's got a lot more positive feel um, on that fork. I think the new ergonomics on that bike are awesome as well. Um, they've really focused on like pulling them in, making them uh, like a lot tighter and skinnier. Um, and I personally really like the feel of the ergos uh, and just some like simple stuff as well, which is a big win for me uh, on the new KDM models. Is the new foot pegs? They're a little bit lower. Um, they're much wider. Uh, you guys. Are 
have always heard me talk about the Ballard's uh, aftermarket foot pegs, which I always put on my KTM's. Uh, but I actually don't even know that you'd need to do that. So there's some significant changes for the KTM range um, this year for 2023. Uh, and the guys at KTM Newcastle have fully stocked those bikes. Uh, another real sneaky one. Everyone's talking about the KTM 300. A sneaky one for me this year is that KTM 250SX. I first rode, I rode the 2022 uh, at Miller's Place on his arena cross track and I was blown away with how good that bike was. Uh, And then the 2023 version is even better. Um, That's probably the bike that I would be considering buying if I was buying a KTM two-stroke in 2023. So if you are looking to get yourself a brand new KTM this year, uh, then I would suggest you get on the blower, call Shane from KTM Newcastle, Tell him you're a member of the Gypsy Gang uh, and he is going to get you dialed. The four strokes are in stock right now uh, and the two strokes are expected at the end of the year. So uh, don't miss out. We're actually in a crazy time of bikes just like completely selling out. So uh, yeah, get in quick. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. You can go to rivalincdesignco.com. Uh, type in Gypsy in their search bar and you will see that dope Uh, custom retro graphics kit that we did for the 350 Um, that bike looks amazing and uh, I had a bunch of people comment on it the other day at QMP which was cool Um, I like having cool bikes those guys always deliver I can't take the credit for it they're the ones that do it Um, but you can have it too they're actually selling that gypsy kit it won't just go on a KTM they can make it fit to any modern bike if you do get it tag me um, send it to me on IG. I'd be pretty stoked to, uh, to see what you guys come up with. Uh, rivalinkdesignco.com. They own the game when it comes to graphics. We're also brought to you by the guys at MX Store. They were down in full force on the weekend uh, down in Melbourne. They are Australia's number one uh, for dirt bike parts and accessories. If you order before 2 p.m. on a weekday, you are going to get you're going to get same-day shipping, uh, which is unreal. Um, also, you can head to our merch short, uh, shop at gypsy-tails.shop. Right now, we're doing 30% off when you use the code GYPSYGANG. Um, you're going to get 50% off, uh, 15% off um, with that same code uh, at fisthandwear.com. Uh, and we're also brought to you by the guys at crushoz.com.au. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you all uh, and looking forward to bringing you some new content over the coming weeks. I'll do a clap and then Cole, you do one. That felt like a more solid clap anyways. I think that's what we needed. <laughs> Cole Seely is back on the Gypsy Tales podcast, and we're doing it in Oz. The yep. great man. How are you, brother? I'm good. Good to be here. Finally, I've I've like wanted to come to Australia for the last like well, basically since I retired, I was trying to line something up in 19 to come here. What was the options back then? What was what was that? Was there like a legit deal in the works? Yeah, it was just what it came down to was just uh, a gear conflict because oh, the really? team I was talking to was a fly. Uh, deal and I w- had already kind of signed my brand ambassadorship with Troiler Designs yeah, and yeah. they've it's been like family over there for a decade so I was like I can't leave yeah. to do this for one year so you're, you're like a you're one of the rare dudes it's like a lifer dude with you, right? <laughs> like, like, yeah. which is pretty cool though right yeah no it, it's super cool like 
um, I, I have it, the loyalty goes both ways. Like yeah. Troy, like when I originally signed my deal for 2010, um, so at the end of '09, I was still in college in October of 2009 because I didn't have anything lined up. So, like, I was working with Jeff Ward a little bit, and he was good friends with Troy, and. I like just like randomly got this call like hey uh, Christian Craig had gotten hurt like we need somebody to ride supercross so it was like he kind of took me out of college and like you know so like everything past 2009 I owe everything to Troy that's so sick that you can actually keep that yeah. perspective and like actually stick to your guns on that yeah yeah for sure I've had I've had quite a few deals like especially when I was in my prime on the 450s where I was like yeah but I can't I can't leave Troy like it's just like I love the guy as a person and the brand is, you know, it's so cool. Everything he does turns to gold. Dude, he is the biggest fan too. And like <laughs> not just Supercross and Motocross. Like we saw him at uh at Le Mans where like oh, in yeah. the in the Alpine Stars hospitality at Moto yeah, GP he loves in Le Mans. All of it. And he is just in and he's like, Did you see that fucking Moto three practice? <laughs> yeah, like he was so just cool. losing his mind. Yeah. And I'm like that's why your brand is sick. Yeah. Like, that's why you make the dopest shit. Yeah, and he's always an outside-the-box guy. Yeah. Like, the flags run on our helmets for a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, the colorway, just everything is, like, he's always two steps, three steps ahead of everybody, so. Dude, my Troy Lee, like, I raced downhill before I ever got into moto. Yeah. And the D2 Troy Lee design helmet for mountain bikes was just, like, <laughs> the shit, Next dude. level. You had, like, Sean Palmer... So Sean Palmer is pretty much like to me that's Troy Lee. Yeah. And then you had uh, Sam Hill when he was on Mad Cat's Iron Horse, and like just everyone that was anyone in mountain biking had a, a Troy Lee Designs D2. Yeah, he, he always hires the characters. Yeah. He's such a like, ah, he's just his brand like everything from the the design aspect to the riders has always been like so cool. Even like their headquarters when yeah. you go into the headquarters yeah, that like looks a, like so old lumber yard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so cool and he's like had it for f- forever. I don't even know if basically since the business started. You would have probably been one of the only big 450 dudes that ran Troy League years. Yeah. Right? There was like Fonseca before me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few here and there but yeah. yeah I, I, I kind of ran the flag for <laughs> my entire career. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. yeah well so that makes sense then that that would stop you from coming over. Yeah. That's a bummer though. Yeah, no, I, I mean, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, hopefully we b- we'll be back here next year and years to come. So, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I, I've never been, so I'm stoked to be here. It's like the city's super cool. The stadium's awesome. The dirt looks cool. So I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, well, even when we did the podcast, you talked about like you'd wanted to come, yeah. come out. Yeah, and then like I was trying to set something up for 2020 and with COVID and everything, it, everything just kind of got pushed. So Yeah, you I know what you need to do is that man gym up race. I, do, I know. I wanted to do it this year. Yeah. I had You lined it up. And yeah. Yeah, like, but I wasn't in shape. Yeah. So I was like, they were like, Neither oh, was I. I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I'm not going to just take money and yeah. go ride around. Yeah. Like this, these people want me to go win. It's I'm not fucking gonna. brutal. Too. Yeah. Like, like, it's such a, <laughs> that's what I've heard. Dude, I pulled off the last, the last moto I pulled off and just like sculled a beer on the side of the track and just like <laughs> buried my back wheel in the sand. It was like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. And they got the marshals are like screaming at me. They're like, you're out of the race. And I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, <laughs> Perfect. Like, big Thank time, you. big time out of the race. Uh, the plan worked. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think you, you got to definitely get over. Yeah, I know. I, I do. It's like coming over here has been like a bucket list career kind of thing for me. So yeah. First time being in a stadium would probably be, treat me right. And then maybe 
yeah. maybe next year we'll, we'll line up for something gnarly like that so paint the picture for the people that are just listening and have never been to marvel stadium because to me like I've, I've definitely been to a lot of supercross races there's some dope stadiums in in the u.s but this this is like a, i feel like a pretty world-class stadium it's like yeah. the location the stadium itself but like the city and where it's at yeah yeah the whole city right on the water we're literally walk across the street and you're right into the city it's yeah it's it's cool it's the the vibe i mean the weather's been great the last few days i know which we got some rain great. Yeah. yeah which is crazy because it's, but it's to be been shit. like top notch like my, my wife is like keeps bugging me like you took me to cardiff you didn't take me there i'm like i'm sorry i had no idea it was gonna be like this but yeah it's it's sweet like i i'm, I'm stoked to race here and then I hope we come back like a lot. <laughs> so, uh, what international, did you do many international races, uh, when you were full-time soupy? No, I did three or four. Yeah. I, I did one round Paris, one Geneva, one uh, in Torino, Italy. I don't even know. I don't think that happens anymore. Yeah, and then, yeah. um, uh, London or for destinations. Yeah. So I yeah. didn't, I didn't really get to do, like, I was always the kind of guy that was like, I want to do my, do my homework before the series supercross gets to us so i put that as a priority and even when it was like a big check coming in i was like i like i i owe this to my team like i want to do well next year and set myself up so i always prioritize that um but when when like the timing worked out and i knew i could get in and get back i would do it but it kind of sucked because it sucked like the fun out of it like Mm. i literally showed up you know like go to sleep, wake up, practice the next day and race the next day and then fly home. Cause yeah, I was like, yeah. I need to get my training done. I need to get my testing done. Like I always put that stuff first. So like Cardiff, we, my wife and I had spent like an extra two days just going to check out the town and, and checking out London and then coming over here. This is a little bit more of an in and out for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, having the extra two days, like they brought us to the wave pool yesterday and took us to lunch on the water. So a little bit more sightseeing like I, I, I being older now like I appreciate that yeah, kind of stuff a little yeah, bit more yeah. and I think uh, me and Hill were kind of talking about this before I hadn't really thought about it but there is that grind of like you fly in as as late as possible leave as early as possible yeah. and then you back train and, and then and the reason why you do that is because everyone else is going to do it yeah so if you don't do you're it losing time. then like you're losing time whereas here it doesn't matter because no. like everyone's in the same boat. So it's, yeah. it's almost like you, you talk about, uh, you know, like F1 and MotoGP and right? Like they can't just test every day. They yeah. can't. Like moto is such a unique sport where like you have a track in your backyard <laughs> and you just grind it out. Yeah. And like he who grinds the most wins basically. And then this, and, and like you could argue whether that's like a good thing or a bad thing. You know, like that's probably why you see guys retire pretty early and it's probably, you know, it's probably what has got the sport to a crazy level that it's at right now. But then you ask yourself, like, I mean, how old were you when you retired? 29. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's young, you know, when yeah. you comp- comparatively to other sports. So it's like you got this where it's like, well, we're here for a week. None of us can really ride. <laughs> like we kind of get to have fun yeah. and everyone's in the same boat. Like no one's losing time to each no, other. No, it feels very equal. Yeah. And, yeah. and like you're saying, like that, that's style of racing or like back home it works for people like it like Dungey and Villapoto and and Reed obviously and you know the list goes on but somebody like me like I really enjoy like the core values of riding like yeah. getting on my bike and having fun it sucked the life out of me and sucked the fun out of it so it just doesn't work for me where like this is like it's like I had so much fun in, in Cardiff and I know I'm gonna have a ton of fun here and like the team, like all the teams get along, all the riders get along. It's just, it's just more of like a, 
like a group effort, even though we're racing against each other, it feels more like, like a, I don't know, like a big family yeah, down there. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, a, it's a lot more enjoyable. And I think those enjoyable years are what make your career last a lot longer. Yeah. So how did this whole thing come to be then? And like, when did you decide that you wanted to get back into racing? And cause like we just talked before and it's racing to you is now a little bit more about the fun yeah. than just like, to I guess the mental stress you can put on yourself to you know compete but I guess when did this start even becoming a thing you're interested in I mean like I said I I wanted to come here like when I retired from full-time supercross and motocross I wanted to come here in 19 and I kind of wanted to just kind of you know almost what Brayton does yeah yeah, without the without the American stuff and um just with COVID and everything it really kind of threw a wrench in it you know it just wasn't a doable thing so actually I was at, I think it was Anaheim two or Anaheim three this year. And I was talking to Justin cause he's been like a mentor of mine. Like the since best I was, dude. Yeah. He's the such a good guy. Dude. So smart too. And he mentioned it to me and I was like, dude, that would be fun. Like that's right. Exactly. If I could have like painted a picture of what I wanted to do when I retired, this is it. So yeah. he was like, like, and I saw Tony's ears perk up. <laughs> so he like him and I kind of kept in touch about it. And, um, I, I was talked to from another team about doing it, but I really just wanted like a team that has like the foundation there and talking to Tony, talking to Justin, it just seems like they have all their ducks in a row and yeah. like they have a really like well put together program cause you know, they've been doing it for so many years. Yeah. So that, um, and only getting better too, yeah, to be honest. No, for sure. Um, and more organization and, and yeah. better riders coming on and, and, um, just like the professionalism over the years has just, keep on progressing so um i wanted to ride a 450 originally but you know vince and and justin were already kind of slotted to do that and they're like well we only have a 250 ride available and i was like you know what like it's a better way to get my foot back in the door yeah yeah lining up on a lights bike and i enjoy riding the lights bike like i always have so it was just i don't know everything kind of just fell into place and I, i like like i said before it's like i just wanted to have fun like that was the main thing like i want to have fun but i want to make sure that the equipment that I'm on is good. Like yeah. I don't want to have any questions going into, you know, line up for a race. The, uh, I think the thing too, with moto concepts, like now that I'm thinking about it, it's a slow build. Yeah. Like they've been added a real long time. Yeah. And that, and I think that you can see teams sometimes that like come and go because it's like just all in. And I mean, I feel like Geneva's probably got the, Geneva's probably got the money to go as hard as he wants to go. But building a foundation over years finding the people that you can trust like yeah. really like and tony like i was just down in the pits talking to him then like <laughs> he's a g like he's, yeah he's like really got shit going like he just went on a roll of like we change parts every single time that they get out <laughs> out like we don't fuck around with this. yeah like, no we, he's you like know, that's what you want to do yeah if I, if I got a problem with the bike or with the and the, the racetrack or anything like he's gonna be the first one to go to bat so yeah. that's like kind of cool to have you know somebody have my back like that and i didn't really know genova that well but i spent so, quite a bit of time with him before this and he's like he's an awesome dude like i'm really happy to be working with him and it like being around him makes me want to like continue that you know that relationship off the track too it's it's cool to work for a guy like that for sure yeah well he's got like a fair bit going on like yeah. he's a successful dude and well, I, he loves I just, it he loves he loves the racing he yeah. rides himself and and he does the vintage stuff and he, he like he's really passionate about that and and he's really like family oriented like he likes yeah all of us to like get along and all of us to 
have fun together and and that's what i love that's what that was like the core years of Troy that's probably the troy lee thing yeah, that you liked. That I, like before i left in 2014 like the actual team we had so much fun like yeah. the four or five years i rode there it was like the best years of my my life and my career so to kind of have that aspect back in it's like makes it so much more enjoyable to show up the track yeah dude no that's so cool how, how did it go once you started kind of getting into it like to get back into the supercross grind like was it hard to get back in shape like did you let yourself get out of shape <laughs> yeah I, I let myself get out of shape because i was only doing like free riding stuff yeah, go yeah. And hitting the dunes and then yeah. imagination, imagination when it would pop up yeah. so um yeah it was it was a little hard to get into shape like the first month probably um but like i still really like going fast like it's still really fun to me to like hop on a supercross track and like hit a set of whoops like i would do it all the time because I had a supercross track at my disposal. Like we'd go hit hit yeah, hill jumps, yeah, and then I'd yeah. go hit some whoops, and so I still like had that itch to go fast. It was just like I didn't really have anything to to like put it to a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I like ease myself into it. Like you know I would do like two laps, and I'm like all right, I'm a little tired. So then I do a, do a <laughs> yeah. slow lap, and then two two more laps. So I like really had like a I don't know like a really well thought out way to get myself back into it. Yeah. And then as months went on it, before I knew it, I was like, man, I'm like <laughs> back to speed, like trying to throw down motos and, and comparing my times to other guys and, you know, having Vince and Mitchell riding with me pretty much every day was cool. Cause I didn't know where to like base myself off of. I was just riding alone, having the time of my life, but you know, it's hard to yeah, get know where you're at. <laughs> we, uh, we rode, we got like a local track that's like kind of, it's like a motocross track, but it's like small, tight, and just jumps everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I've been only riding motocross. I never ride this place, and we went. These guys convinced me to go there the other day, and I was like three laps. Like I can go do twenty minutes, like riding yeah. on a motocross track, and I did three laps on this place, and I was like, "Damn, man, super." This not even supercross, but like it's actually just gnarly when it's just like jump, jump, yeah, jump, comes at you jump, fast. Jump, yeah, and then, then once the you're trying to go again, fast, you're like, "Holy crap!" Like they're just going by so fast, but yeah it's just like a different shape though right like to just like general riding that that like you would have been doing before yeah yeah and you know a lot of the other stuff was just like a do whip contest and it was like (laughs) like 10 seconds of adrenaline turn around and then do it again and this was just like constant but it's so fun like i've really been enjoying myself dude quick sidebar imagination this year was fucking gnarly bro insane yeah that it just keeps getting gnarlier like the first year i went it was nuts but like the next year like the second year i think was like the biggest gap because i showed up and i was like what the like what did you do to this place like it was like <laughs> and i i so you know i was doing my builds like my my Black personal builds. bikes and i showed up and i hadn't ridden that bike yet so i was like oh, i've already done the course like it won't be that gnarly so i'm like like doing a couple jumps going back to use checking bolts and then like looking over and axel's already like throwing whips over like a 120 i'm like oh my god like i was so out of my element i like literally like and they came a day earlier i had like a stunt job the day before so i flew out the morning of and literally like pulled my gear back out of my rental car threw my gear on and started started riding and like freaking out about my bike being okay like my wheels breaking in i was Oh, yeah. Last year was hectic for me. <laughs> and then this, when I saw Barryman hit that jump this year, yeah. I was just like, bro, like, yeah. that's actually not okay. I don't, <laughs> like, I actually well, don't, I think the I've, setup was like 110 or 120, right? So it's like... Yeah, like even to jump into it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, like that... It, it just makes the jump before it look tiny and that's like a big jump to hit like <laughs> if that so was like true. out here we would it would take us like an hour to hit that thing yeah and just like 
I don't get how he gauges those jumps. I don't get it either. It, like, I've seen it firsthand. And, like, I remember last year, me and Ryan Sipes went over to, like, the K-Dubs Kingdom side. And we were like, well, what do you want to hit first? And we just, like, found the easiest jump. Yeah. Got that down. And we're like, well, what should we do now? And we're like, let's just wait for the other guys. Because, like, it's terrifying to hit it for the first time. Well, the, and the thing with, with TB is that... Like, you can see how rattled he is. Yeah. Like, he's fully rattled. It's like, (laughs) even he's not okay. Yeah. And then he just, he finds something inside that, like, lets him do it. (laughs) And I just fully don't understand the level. Like, but that's what, I mean, that's, I think, what makes him, like, a real rare dude. Like, that's like a Travis Rice type of deal. Or, like, you know, he's one of those kind of guys that he's just willing to like literally lay it on the line but like he cares about it that much that it's like he's willing to put all of his personal shit (laughs) and i'm just like dude the the gnarly thing about imagination too is like baker who's building this track behind us it's like you like he builds things so perfect you Mm. can go so far in third gear on a 450 like that we hit like that 160 last year raha did it first and i did it second and i was like dude what gear are you in he's like third i'm like you can go that far in third gear like and then like you hit a 120 in third and you can easily over jump it's like the lips and the transitions are just so perfect and packed so perfect it's like it's scary like you can go far in second gear <laughs> yeah dude it, it's like too much he was then, probably in third when he hit that big one i would assume it sounded like it dude like yeah it sounded like he's like yeah i just didn't get it yeah. i just fully did not understand it and just the like the level of commitment yeah that and he has. It, that's on film too like when you're there in person it is so much bigger yeah dude he we did farm jam in 2020 it was like literally the month before covid pretty much shut the world down and uh, there was like they had this kind of like half pipe deal set up, and the the main lip wasn't like that good. That only kind of just built it, and they'd never built it before. It wasn't that good, but they had this like other thing off to the side, and he just everyone started like whipping into this. It was kind of like the a bowl sort of landing, and everyone's doing it, and it looks massive. And then just like one lap, Tyler comes past and just boosts the thing literally twice as high and three times as far. And it's just like, what are you seeing? Yeah. Like, everyone else is seeing this, and we, you're seeing that. We did a trip to Caneville for a 100% shoot, and, like, I went with Parsons and Beerman, which were, like, the two best dudes to go there with. Yeah. And, like, Parsons has been there a lot, so he knows his way around it, and he's obviously super talented. But, like, Beerman just sees shit, and I'm like, like, where did you find that? Like, and, like, I would, it just isn't, like... Even like from somebody that's pretty good on yeah, the dirt bike, say, like you good. don't you <laughs> don't see that. Yeah. Like that is like a gift. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So anyway, quick sidebar. I hadn't <laughs> spoken about it yet, but I was like, dude, like that shit is on a completely different level. Yeah. And then another thing that was awesome as fuck too, the lot was straight rhythm. Like yeah. I feel like that was better than it's ever been too. Yeah, it was cool. I, I I really wanted to do it this year. It was just like I had so much going on yeah, before yeah, yeah. and then it was like get home from Cardiff get ready for straight rhythm real quick and then fly out the next day to get yeah. so do you still have that two-stroke bill i do yeah, yeah. i don't ride Ooh. it ever though <laughs> is it too is that too nice like it's, it's yeah i wrote it like two or three times after and every time i ride it like i get like a scuff on the frame and i'm like damn it yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i'm like I, I'm, i've it's been like a like a priority to build another one i have a 125 that i'm in the process of building kind of got 
push it aside for now, but I do want to build another 250 soon. Do you have to, is your deal with motor concepts as like, is there a Honda thing in there to where like yeah. you can't ride other bikes? So you yeah. have to ride Hondas now? Yeah, for now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Hill's got the setup. Yeah. Like he can, he does yeah, the tenor, I know. He like does, does, does whatever, a KTM yeah. like, and then he just yeah. can go ride whatever. I almost did it. Um, Freeze has a really fast 252 stroke. Oh, so really? So I was going to rent it from a him. A Honda? Yeah. Sick. But um, it, like I said, it would have just been too much stuff going on. Yeah. And like if I would have got hurt for that and couldn't, or at there and couldn't make this, it would have just, I don't know. Yeah. It would have put the team in a, like a yeah. alley spot. Yeah. yeah so. Man, Kenny on that. Dude. <laughs> Insane, <laughs> Insane. Bro. Yeah. I mean, it's right down his alley, right? Like yeah. to throw like gnarly scrubs and stuff like that. But just like, I was looking at it, it's like, dude, how do you get that much speed for that jump to scrub that much speed? Like, yeah, on a two stroke too. Yeah, that was gnarly. Well, I feel like we haven't seen scrubs like that in a long time. No. Like that made me miss James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to, back to the Supercross. <laughs> that was just some other fan shit. Uh, so how was Cardiff for you? And was, I guess like how was just the experience in general like and then maybe the racing after it was cool it was it was fun like it was cool to like get kind of a warm welcoming back like everybody's like dude we're so stoked to have you here like That's sick. fans and you know the the organization itself so it felt really good for me um I like even in practice though I was like damn it I'm a tenth off like freaking out and my <laughs> yeah, wife's yeah. like dude just calm down yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like you want to do this because it's fun I'm like oh yeah you're right like I had to like kind of break out of that mode but the racing was just different. Like I was, you like when I was dissecting the track in my head before I went out for the races, I was like, all right, like I'm going to, you know, square somebody up here and pass them down this side. And like, when I got out there, it was like all that shit got thrown. Right <laughs> yeah. It was like, all right, I guess we're just taking each other out. So, <laughs> um, I don't know how this track will be, but like, I'm ready for either way. Like if I got to throw some people over the berms, <laughs> yeah. Anderson taught me how to do that a time or two. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, yeah, you just it, go back and watch tape, go watch Jason yeah. Anderson highlights and just see yeah. you getting taken. Yeah. Out. I just got to be that guy. Like I, I'll be that guy if I have to, it's never really been my style, That's but like, chip, I got so frustrated. Like going to that last one, I was like, I'm done. Like who were somebody, the offenders? Who were the offenders? I don't even remember. Like it was literally like I was, I'd be setting somebody up and then somebody else would come down the inside and like, I was like, what is going on? It's, pissing me off i've never been so frustrated in my life the track was wide like do you yeah think it was that too wide like, yeah, yeah okay because so hill said that he thinks that like the wide track was sick but some of the corner markers like they just didn't have yeah, the they tough needed blocks to, like, yeah yeah okay and it was like that floor space they probably could have done a little better job it's always hard when you draw it out on paper though and then build it in a stadium um it was just the infield section was really like one line. Yeah. And like after I got that down, I was like, I wish I would just done that from the beginning and then squared guys up after the whoops to pass them in the other lane. What like that little S where it had like the kind of the, yeah. that three section and then go right? Yeah, it was just like it was faster to go like really slow and inside. Yeah, yeah. It feels really lame when you're on the bike. Like I was like doing it in the last minute and I was like, this feels so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> But that was the move. You, you don't know like that's a growing pain of this of this series right it's like yeah. okay now like i tell that to the guys and then you know they take it back and you know progress from it like that's how it's gonna go so um but yeah it's, it was just like first round it's you know there's gonna be a lot of growing pains and i think i think from now on it's gonna be good like i think this track the dirt's here sick it looks, good. <laughs> it looks so good last year though it did get dry really hard I so saw that. Yeah, yeah so i'm hoping oh did you like watch footage from last year yeah like get it yeah, yeah 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 i think uh i mean they they knew that though um so yeah it'd be interesting to see but like being down there on the ground today 
it felt a little bit more like like there was more moisture in it than last yeah, year. Yeah, so. it kind of has a little bit of sand in it, so we'll see how that holds up. But like Baker, like builds the sickest track, so yeah. it's gonna be good no matter what. That was one of the cool things about this series is that I'm like so stoked he's like finally getting a chance to do it. Yeah, because I mean, for me, even in in the US, like. I don't think they should just stick to one track builder yeah. for the entire because it's sort of like but then I mean you could you could probably go either way like you could get guys just trying to like out big dick each other and like yeah. the tracks just get like out of hand maybe consistency kind of is the move but to have a guy like him with his level of talent and staff and the team that he's built around to like to not have him get a chance to build like a world class supercross track that yeah. world class guys race on it seems like that's like not the move yeah I, yeah it's it's i don't know it's I, i'll never talk shit about any i know you weren't talking shit but i'll never yeah. talk shit about any of the builders at the supercut because those guys work their asses off. yeah and it's not like <laughs> it's not like one should or shouldn't but it's like yeah there's no, like I, a I couple of like really seeing amazing the, seeing people. those guys go in on wednesday or thursday and then build the track and then granted if rain comes watch them cover it and like yeah, seeing how much yeah. work they put in i'm like yeah, sometimes the tracks aren't the best, but at the same time, like it's not an easy it's job. It's not. It, yeah. From no perspective, is that going to be easy? And then they, it's just, like we'll be doing our podium interviews, and they're already like with D fives out there, just scooping taking it yeah. down. Yeah. So I, the, I mean, yeah, but it is really cool. Like Baker, I, I used to rent a spot at his place in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I, I love the way he builds tracks. So it's really cool. To well, that's the other thing too is that he's the guy that's building like ninety percent of the like the practice the tracks, practice tracks yeah. as well. So yeah, I just think it's like I mean yeah, the Dirtworks guys do an amazing job. But just yeah. to actually get to a chance to see like these guys do their thing as well, I think that's like really cool. Yeah, no, for sure, and it's like it's a, it's a work of art like yeah. it's oh. the imagination yeah. like every just like there's track builders and then there's artists like he literally yeah, yeah. like the not just like well, look at the sides of yes that's track. what i was just gonna say yeah. like not only where we ride on the track but on the sides yeah, where you don't ride looks yeah good. which is really cool when you're doing a test track because like if you want to quad something yeah, you can jump yeah. off to the side oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like adds a little level of safety that you didn't think you needed yeah yeah how did so how did you think of the like did you go back and watch the event on on tv I after didn't. it i'm like in the middle of moving right now so i was yeah, just okay. like got home and like started getting that ball rolling but um i saw little bits here and there yeah 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 i guess uh uh i think i think they nailed it like there was some stuff that was so uh i think like really really good like even the way that they had like laps counting down to where like you know there was just like little kind of details i think that that they nailed but i'm excited to see for tonight like or yeah. for the next couple nights like the progression um, yeah. that they that they kind of have you know yeah i think like the the first one's going to be their biggest learning curve right yeah. so i think like taking what they learned there and then like even it was pretty gnarly going like five laps five laps ten laps like that's what i think needs to change that's yeah why, so i, I think we have a little there. bit bigger yeah. of a break before the last one this week yeah yeah okay. which not even like if not only on like from an endurance standpoint, but also like I wanted to change my gloves. Yeah, and I could at the end of the time or like you know I could swap goggles, but like your gloves get a little sweaty and you're like, are you or, like I washed out and we're a little dirty, so yeah, yeah, just like little things like that, um, and maybe like somebody falls over and needs to tweak their bars back or something like that. Like I think that just that, that little bit of those extra minutes are going to matter. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we talked about it with Hill as well, but we had a, I had a conversation in the DMs with uh, one of the Gypsy gang, and he was saying that he reckons they should do the first two back-to-back and the lights, 
then first two back to back 450 and then circle back yeah. to have like the last lights main and then the last four i think that it would give you guys more time i think it'd give people a chance to figure out points and then all those little things that you've got to take care of um in between and yeah. then i think it just like builds up a little bit of like extra suspense around yeah you know, the overall it just it felt to me like watching the races that it was like kind of over too quick yeah in a sense which is you know like uh yeah i just wanted it to kind of feel like that change would just kind of keep me engaged a tiny bit more you know yeah yeah that's true um but it's it's cool to see a com- entirely new yeah, aspect, yeah, yeah. Or, like an entirely new format like showcased like this so but yeah i mean obviously like i said like growing pains it's always going to be kind of an evolving thing so i don't know next year yeah and uh fan wise like were you dude the most romantic yeah shit no. right now, huh? <laughs> this happened before you light a candle <laughs> yeah i know should, should we dim the lights right yeah. now it's too bright up here uh, oh fuck where's the where's the champagne is that that? <laughs> uh uh Oh yeah, fan was like, yeah. was it cool to see it, like it was, a, a, an international vibe? Like, did it feel international? Yeah, it did, and that was another thing with the broadcast. It looked kind of empty. Yeah, it was packed. Yeah, like when I say packed, it was like packed, packed. Like it was the the thing was I think they did it for like a safety issue because like here you have a little bit of a gap to the grandstands. There, there was nothing. Yeah, so they kind of blocked off the first like I don't know even the whole bottom row. Up in some points but if you listen to instagram comments that's because nobody wanted to go no dude it was like from the the second level up it was packed and it was loud in there like 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 when we did rider intros it was like i was like holy crap there's a lot of people in here no that's it well that that was actually the the one my only other point that i like relayed back to the boys today there needed to be microphones pointing back to the crowd yeah because i was getting videos sent to me all night from people that were at the race and like while I was watching it live and like I'm watching it on TV and all you could hear is bikes yeah. but no crowd and then when I was getting sent the clips like people were sending me clips of Hill doing the quad oh, and yeah. it oh, was yeah. fucking everybody, losing yeah. it and then dude. Kenny did it and everybody lost it yeah it was I'm telling you it was like the fans were into it there. that's sick dude yeah. that's like one of just the best things about well, Europe that, that's what I yeah that's what I love about going to other countries like, yeah yeah like racing in the states is cool the fans are really cool but like we're kind of spoiled you know especially in california like if you live like where i live you can go to four yeah you can feel it too by anaheim three yeah like you can and then you go to san diego yeah so it's like i mean you kind of like you're spoiled by it when we go to cardiff like they're foaming at the mouth. yeah these people haven't probably even seen a lot of us in person so um that's really cool like and being here like i'm sure it's gonna be the same like there's i i feel like i have a lot of australian fans like i get a lot of dms yeah, and stuff like that yeah, from australian yeah. people so like i'm pretty stoked to to experience that too well i don't know about saturday but friday night they've sold twenty thousand. Oh really and like, i was that's wondering just how for, that... yeah that's well i thought it did not do well at all yeah but yeah so friday night is 20k so i mean yeah. saturday night's got to be bigger than that yeah i, I think they had like 35 here last time yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be rad and then yeah kind of going down that same alley like when we go to paris or when we go to geneva like They're everybody insane, is so excited yeah. yeah it's so cool and, I remember- and when i was in italy carmichael was there kind of doing like exhibition stuff and like 
still, I mean, I'm, I know he's the greatest of all time, but like, still, people are just losing their shit over Carmichael. <laughs> it's so cool to see. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's cool. Like, oh, this was where the Carmichael and Ronnie Mack thing was. Oh, okay. yeah, it was like in this stadium. That that's yeah. so like, yeah, people were losing it. Yeah, yeah. I think too. I mean. It's sort of just the perfect time to do events globally. Like yeah. even Redbud, dude, for Motocross the Nations this year was like yeah. mental. So I think that people have kind of been starved as well. Like, dude, Melbourne through COVID was like the gnarliest city. Like the, That's what I heard. That Like pretty much two years of lockdown there. Like it, So gnarly. And then even like we were saying, driving through the streets now, it's like back to just being hectic. Yeah. And I had friends living here that would just like send me like where we're staying, like we're staying like one of the busiest places. Yeah. And uh, like ghost town, like complete, That's crazy. complete kind of how LA was. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. driving through LA because I lived pretty close and I was like, go from like Orange County to thousand oaks and it was like there's no traffic i can drive around on a friday this is sick but now it's just back to just sucking <laughs> yeah well but i think that what it's done on the flip side is that now like this will be the first supercross race dude like people are flying from perth for this race like a lot of people are flying from perth and it's a five and a half hour flight dude it's like someone that lives in new york flying to yeah. anaheim one you know that's sick so I really feel like it's going to be like a pretty, pretty cool vibe. Yeah, no, it's going to be rad. I'm, I'm stoked too, just to be able to ride tomorrow, Friday in front of everybody a little bit. Yeah. I think we get like a little intermission practice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, get to hang out for a little bit and like our press day in Cardiff was cool, but it wasn't like nobody was really allowed. So yeah, it'll be cool to kind of interact with people for two days, not just one. Yeah. 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 That's true. Eh? Like, and I think it, it probably gives you a chance to like, be a little bit more relaxed into yeah. it as well because I feel like on a one day schedule you sort of it's just like all business because you kind of just don't have much time right yeah yeah so probably watching the rust fall off me while I'm out there <laughs> get yeah. to ride in between <laughs> but it'll be fun I'm pretty excited to throw some whips over the yeah is the, the is the ramp stuff fun too yeah it's it's pretty cool it's a little short yeah like, that's I think what it's like a saying. 60 instead of a 75 or whatever but it's it's you can still get pretty upside down off of it yeah 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 kenny kenny was getting pretty yeah pretty, dude some of the photos this, this is, music yeah, this, is terrible what is it like sarah mclaughlin or something i think that's what they were playing <laughs> before okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What are you doing, Ryan? Are you going to tell them? Doesn't really help, eh? Yeah, she sucks. We'll just chill for a second. Yeah. Um, this track's like starting to come come to life a little bit. What did you think of the uh, the cardboard boxes? Is that the move? So much better. Is it really? Yeah, so much. I mean, there's like been times where I hit the ground and like a tough block save. This is yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. 
Is it? Yeah. <laughs> God it's bless. like when you <laughs> donating to save dogs and stuff. <laughs> For just two dollars a day, you yeah. can help Cole Sealy <laughs> get to the next World Supercross. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they they're good because like they do save you sometimes, but a lot of times they hurt you. Yeah. Like landing on one off a triple or like grabbing one off the lip of a triple. Bad sucks. news bears. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've grabbed one with my foot peg off the lip and like just framed it. Now we're in a nightclub. <laughs> now we're in Ibiza. Yeah. So Ibiza. yeah. So you think that's it's actually like a, a good thing? It, I think so. It, it probably looked on TV. It looked kind of kooky. Yeah. Like it looked a little bit like sideshowish. Doesn't in affect a, the racing though. Which is no, good. no. I, do, I just think like visually, like if you're a hardcore supercross. No, no. Fan, I mean, like it doesn't. Like if you hit a tough block in a race in supercross, it affects you. Yeah. You hit them here, yeah. it doesn't affect like. It, it's, you're not like worried about it really yeah yeah so yeah well you think of dude Jet and Faulkner that was like pretty much like tough block kind yo, of, yeah. you know like he clipped just clipped it going yeah, up that up ramp that caused that. like a pretty big deal so I just think the optics of it aren't right you know what I mean like people yeah. aren't I think we're really used to maybe we need a double box maybe yeah, yeah <laughs> just to, or like yeah I think it's good I, I actually think the um this is a thing i've thought way too much about it's fucking tough blocks i actually just think we need to go away from square tough blocks and just angle them in yeah literally the just have races like hill did right had like triangle tough blocks or something oh really i think yeah, it, i think that's the move yeah you still get you the and, signage you and um um steve mathis need to just re-engineer all the safety the nets he was the net guy <laughs> that's right you're, you're yeah. be the tough block guy yeah 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 i do maybe maybe we need to sit down and have a cordial yeah. conversation <laughs> no nah, but i think that's really the thing because it's like it's not it's only your foot pegs yeah that get it yeah it is and really. they're literally foot peg height and like but the reason they need them there like obviously you need something on the track and then all of the sponsors like that would make a considerable or i was thinking like like in all of the areas where it would suck to hit one like on the face of a triple or on the landing of a triple make those boxes and then use yeah, real tough blocks in other yeah, spots yeah because that's actually probably a pretty good point because like you kind of especially on the inside of like the turns that we were talking about like how the boxes kind of probably weren't far enough yeah. it's like they're probably too easy to hit yeah and just like kind of cruise through them you know yeah like inside of turns would be good and then like I've had them where you get squirrely and whoops and like go over the bars and land on a tough block and it doesn't even hurt. That's so, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. well, that's maybe that's the move then. Like maybe it is. But do we really need tough blocks on the up ramps and down ramps no. and triples? Like, is that even a play? And then it's, on it's a just line? as a marker, like yeah. take off here and land here kind of thing. But like those things suck when you hit them. But yeah, but do we need to have like my, nah. like do you need to know where to take off and land on it? Like if you've made it, <laughs> well, that like far, at a test track, a lot of times we'll get like it's like a cheater line mm. where like the edge of the triple goes like this and then you hit it like at a half yeah like a little half yes, yes, lip yes, yes, to yep, stay yep, low yep, yep yep it'll save you a couple seconds yeah <laughs> okay fair enough so. yeah yeah but i think that yeah maybe maybe that's just like the easy fix there maybe we don't even have to re-engineer the tough blocks maybe yeah. we just run the boxes on the up and the down ramps and then we'll just go back to circle track racing dude <laughs> concrete walls <Yeah. laughs> inside and outside <laughs> so did you watch the 450 stuff um when yeah you, live the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. and yeah. what did you think it was sweet yeah i thought it was cool like there's just i don't know like there's a certain aspect with like having a line back up yeah when like it's like oh yeah tomek's in the lead of course he's gonna win yeah having a line back up watch him fight through the field again yeah the only thing that did suck that at that venue was the start couldn't be that long yeah and it yeah. was like 
it just like felt like you got on the gas and then got off and you were just like hitting people elbow to elbow and then like trying to get out of the carnage. But yeah, I think like when I think the start's supposed to be a little longer here. So yeah, it will be for sure. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I think with the formats that, um, so like I was watching with Sammy and he was like, ah, fuck, I like twenties. Like the, I'm, I'm, <laughs> into, I'm into the 20, but I think that with this series in particular, I actually think that you'd be doing the rest of the guys a disservice because like if you do a 20, Tomac's lapping people probably yeah. like four times. Kenny's lapping people four times. Like it's probably not good for the, yeah. because this is, I think this series is going to take a couple of years to build. But dude, some of those French dudes in the lights, lights class were sick. Like they had yeah. some like good speed and yeah. like way better than people probably expected them to be. Yeah. Um, so and I think those formats are probably good for those guys. And there's probably a statistic that like, if you looked at it, it was like at the end of the races, the least amount of passing goes on, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it kind of, yeah. it kind of loses interest. Like there's been times obviously where you see like Cooper yeah. running a guy down for on the last lap or something like that. But like, but that's at one spot and yeah. two guys. It's not like a whole field. Yeah, worth exactly. Making moves. And then you're dealing with lappers yeah. and like that sucks. So like to have everybody like reline back up and then not have to worry about lapping anybody else. Like it's just, you get to focus on the, you know, the race in front of you. Yeah. It's definitely like if, if people like 20s then keep that in america yeah. <laughs> like you can still enjoy that type of racing and then watch this if you're yeah you know it's it doesn't have to be divided like you can just enjoy your dirt bike racing and watch both yeah yeah no no i definitely agree with that so i guess that's a good segue until i guess who who is this series for because of all of the even people that i know that are all for this series they're just like fuck i don't think they're gonna get the riders i don't like i want them to do great i want this thing to work i don't think they're gonna get the big names i don't think they're gonna be able to make it happen especially this uh, next year especially the year after like as a rider now and someone that's like been in the mix like who do you see like riding here and who do you see building this thing up over the next few years um do we need those big guys I mean, I think here and there you do. Yeah. Like you need, you know, the wild card guys to show up and and gain some interest. But then again, like like a guy like me and Brayton, like it's perfect for us. And like that kind of alleyway where it's like kind of over the, the grind. You're over like, I don't know, like there's something about this, not something about it, it's the people behind this that are like, like I have a question I ask and it's like, oh yeah, like let me help you. Like, you know, like let's sort this out. Like, and some of the supercross stuff, like either people didn't know, or like, I felt like I was like, like being an asshole by asking questions. And mm. it was like, I felt like I was like stepping on people's toes the whole time where this is like, it's for the riders. Like, and if like they can't get the big names, then like maybe the big names to try it out, see how they like it. And yeah. if they don't, then, you know, there's always the other series, but uh, and not to talk shit on, on AMA Supercross, like it gave me everything I've had in my life, but at the same time, like this is fun. Like it's enjoyable as a racer to show up, to travel to different countries, experience different fan groups and experience a whole nother like side of the sport that like didn't exist, literally yeah. like just came about this year. So um, yeah, it's, it's a really like, it's a cool thing. Like it's a really, really cool like evolution in our sport. And it doesn't have to be something that, takes over supercross yeah. or motocross yeah. or anything like that it can just be another form like think about how many different forms of auto racing there are yeah like rally f1 you know the gt and Cup we stuff. watch them all yeah you watch them all you love racing watch them all like yeah. if you love motocross watch outdoors watch mxgp watch you know this supercross everything it's just another like 
I don't know, another opportunity to, to have a name in the sport and have make a little bit of money and, and have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, that was one of the things, I mean, I'd even said it a couple of times, like on podcasts, I'm like, bro, they get Cooper Webb, they get, Jer- uh, they get Jason Anderson, they get um, Villapoto, they get Carmichael, they get Chad, Dino's been here every, like, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why. Yeah. Like, you could offer someone a million dollars right now to go and race, like, this sketchy dog shit Supercross <laughs> race in, like, nowhere, and you're turning it down yeah. if it ain't right. Yeah. You know? So, it's like, it's not just money no. that makes people come back. And it's not just money that makes people come back over and over and over. Yeah. And, like, you could see how many guys would have came to do this if like if they were allowed to to do this so i think that um yeah and i think you know like guys like Barsha and guys like coop and like guys that are kind of they don't have to do the dungy thing and yeah. retire at 27 or the villapoto thing and retire at 27 like there's only so long you can do like that grind that you yeah. talked about and now it's like we've got a bunch of dudes that are like on that cusp Coop supercross only next year Eli supercross only next year so what's to say you don't like travel the world with your family yeah. and like not have because you don't have to be grinding the week before the race because you're flying and then you're going to urban surf and then you yeah. you know like you're going and eating <laughs> like you're doing yeah. the, the press tour you know and it's it's also like when you ask like who's it for like think about how many really good rides there are yeah versus how many really good riders there are 100 percent. and you might not get the top five guys showing up here every single weekend but like it, if you don't want to ride on a team that you're not comfortable lining up with then like there's probably a spot over here yeah like <laughs> and so like i think that and like good teams too yeah. like craig dak racing dude yeah is like yeah legit yeah that's fuck yeah it's it's solid so i think like this year you know being a pilot season and maybe next year it might you might not get some of that stuff but like the third year and fourth year i think it's going to be like oh well you know i couldn't land a deal on you know a factory team but i have this opportunity to go have a lot of fun and and race and be competitive and dude we saw that with colt nichols yeah he literally didn't have a ride yeah and then went to rick Ware, and then as like you know fate turned out he ends up getting the honda ride but it's like that was the perfect scenario bogle perfect scenario yeah and they're like two amazing supercross riders yeah and that's what like had i retired and this been in you know on the horizon like i would have been like ready to go the very next year even maybe even the same year yeah yeah no it's i I think yeah we're sort of on the same page and to be honest all of the shit talk and all of like the it's good (laughs) yeah (laughs) like hasn't it been fun (laughs) to like watch it play out (laughs) like if we're honest if you're gonna talk shit out you're probably watching it too 100 (laughs) like it's and if you're not like you're just missing out so it's i don't know it's like everything's so divided now it's like yeah, everything yeah. in our world it's like dude you like supercross watch it like <laughs> yeah, yeah. is as good as a1 i don't know up to you like you, you be the judge but does it really matter yeah also it's free yeah that's like people that talk shit on anything on the internet that's free it's like hey bro i'll give you back your money oh wait you didn't pay for it okay cool i guess we're even then yeah whatever uh so yeah i think from what I understand next year, like there's going to be some places that we're going to that Supercross has literally never been. And they're like hardcore motorsport fans. And yeah. like, I mean, I think Jakarta was kind of on the cards this year, but maybe the stadium or something wasn't like yeah. quite ready. Yeah. But like, bro, there's... I know, I was like... So sick. My wife and I were like, okay, we're going to go... We, well, actually, 
because uh, Genova was supposed to come with us yeah. to, to this one, and he couldn't make it. But we were going to do – it was going to be sick. We were going to go to Hawaii, stay at his house in Hawaii <laughs> on the way here, and then do this race in Australia, and then go to Indonesia. I was like, dude, this Straight is the to life Bali. right yeah. here. Yeah. Like, well, bro, that's, like, shit. that's what MotoGP's like. Yeah. Like the, those guys, I mean, the I think uh, Alicia Spargo went from Philippi. They were in like Singapore, which is dope. And then they went like Japan. That's dope. Like, yeah, dude. Japan's like the coolest place. Oh my in god, the I, world. I had so I, I love Japanese cars. Yeah, like, dude, for sure. Here. Yeah, so when I got to go to Japan, I was in heaven. Can you imagine racing in Tokyo? I know. Yeah, hopefully something like that happens because I would they be, want it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we get to go to Tokyo, like I got like ten friends that are gonna be like pumped. yeah pumped to go but even like think about how dope that would be content wise oh like, yeah imagine if we all go to tokyo the week like you got to go the week before oh i'd and go then like we, two like, weeks i go try to dude there's like so many shit. drift tracks yeah, out there that i've yeah. just been dying to drive yeah no nah, i'm like i'm all about that shit yeah. but yeah like alicia spargo went from phillip island to then spend a week in like bali and then they've got like their next raid. Like, so you just kind of like hop it. And yeah. again, it's like nobody, I think that's like an overlooked thing. Nobody can just go back on a Monday and be back on the, yeah. the cycle bike and then doing their motos and then in the gym. And then that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's off, Saturday's at the race and doing it all. Like no yeah. one can do it. So no one's losing out. I know. And yeah, that's, it's, it feels even like, even like showing up here, like, I didn't feel anybody like anybody had and that's kind of a cool part about this new format is like nobody has like a crazy advantage from being the in, fittest dude yeah. in the world yeah so like it's gonna change tra- training a little bit so I don't know but like it's like the training for Supercross and Motocross sucks yeah. like <laughs> unless you're like Dungy yeah, like and you enjoy yeah, that yeah. like cause you're really good at it but like a guy like me I hated it like it was just so grueling and like I've had some opportunities to go back racing. Like this coming year is my first year of eligibility to go back to the lights class. Oh yeah. And when people heard that, like I got some phone calls and I'm like, I already proved myself one time. Like I've already like lived my dream out way further than I thought I could. And it's like, I don't want to go back to like working my ass off every single weekend for like less enjoyment than what I'm going to get here. Yeah. There's the quality of life is like, it's rad for me. Like I get to, have fun live out another like bucket list item that i wanted to do and like make a little bit of money from it like it's it's the series is like exactly what i needed yeah yeah that's so cool i think a uh, point i was kind of gonna uh, make before and then i got sidetracked about drift cars uh, <laughs> but like you go to like you go to indonesia right every uh everything's a motorcycle everything's a scooter or a motorbike and then every scooter has like repsol or like patronus (laughs) on it like they're super 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 into it and like when we did the casey stoner podcast dude we got like a hundred and something thousand downloads on the first week of the just the audio from indonesia no way so like it just that motorcycles is like crazy over there and to to build up that fan base of supercross over there i mean the people are there and they're all riding and like you can you ride through there i lived in bali for like the first two months of the year and uh like everywhere you go there's like a bike with a monster sticker on it or like yeah like they're into it but they, they don't have like it's not like in california where they've got 
Paris and I've just got go Parler and the local got, track and yeah, on like a Tuesday and just see every pro that you watch on TV. Yeah, it's a different yeah. vibe, but like they're still kind of into it, you know. And I think that to have those, to be like dipping into those places, like the Middle East, dude. Like no one spends more money no. on motorsports in the Middle East, and it's like not serviced, right? You know, and so it's like take the show there, and it's like you're gonna have people just frothing. Yeah, no, it's gonna be sweet. Um, I, I haven't seen. I don't think they've actually like told many people about the actual list for next year, but. From what I've heard, like rumors, it sounds like it's going to be a really rad, like, world tour that we're going to be on. Yeah, yeah, boys on tour. I yeah, like boys. It. <laughs> okay. So what else? Uh, what else have you got in the in the mix? You got any more builds coming up? You still doing the YouTube stuff? Or? Yeah, I'm, it kind of came to a screeching halt when I started training for this. Um, but I'm moving to Idaho, so um, at the end of the month. So like, my plan is to like in the winters there because they're pretty gnarly. You get a lot of snow, so. I would like to kind of pick back up on the build stuff and kind of get that ball rolling. Maybe, 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 maybe do some West Coast rounds. That'd be but, sick. I'd yeah. be, I'd be stoked if you did that. Yeah, it's not nothing's for sure, but um, like I really enjoy riding with Mitch and, and Vince, and especially Vince. Like he really wants to be a better rider, and he like takes pointers really well. Um, so I've been kind of working with him a little bit at the track. And That's cool. I kind of want to keep that ball rolling and help him out, um, help the team out, um, and Mitchell when you know when he wants it. And maybe if I'm feeling good riding with those guys, maybe I'll line up. I don't know yet. And then roll into this whole thing next year. But yeah, I would like to. I need to get back on the YouTube thing. People ask me about it all the time, and it's do you just enjoy like, doing it. I, I yeah, I really do. It's, it's a just, lot of work. Though. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's a lot of like it. Like if somebody told me like, hey, tomorrow you need to film this and you need to have it done by this time and then edited and posted <laughs> yeah. by this time, like, I would be good at that. But it's like, be, like I lack the creativity when it's like, When you well, got all the time in the world. Yeah, what should I, like, would people even like that? Like, I just have, like, too many questions in my head. And, like, trying to, like, plan out, like, okay, well, like, the suspension needs to go out now because it's not going to be back for two months or three months. And yeah. then there might be a delay on that. And then like powder coating takes this long. Dude, and it is actually hot. It's to so get that like, shit up. I really like if I'm going to really be serious about it, which I want to be in the future, I need to do like two or three at a time, mm. which it costs a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I, I do want to go down that road. Like I have this 125 that I am building that I want to build as a giveaway bike. Yeah. Um, have you done one of them yet? I did it one with the 110, but yeah. it was kind of like, just like, I don't know, I had the 110, I was like, I was kind of just sitting here, I might as well like kind of... Do something with get, it. Yeah, get my feet wet in the giveaway world with that. Um, but the 125, I think, is gonna be sick. And yeah. I think people are gonna be really interested in that. But um, kind of, like now it kind of depends on what manufacturer I'm with. So for now, Honda. So, you know, I would like to do another two-stroke build, maybe a, I don't know, an outdoor bike kind of thing, so. I don't know. I, I love it though. I love building bikes. Like it's like having my own personal touch on everything and like taking everything apart is so fun to me. Yeah, dude. I just there's something about it too. Like I've I've we have haven't released any of ours yet because dude, like you're right. The shit just takes so fucking yeah. long. Like I just built my like dream 350, and um, I got like MX Tech all the new A kits shit on it, and yeah. like W built wheels. My dad Cerakoted all the cases. Like dino the thing got the vortex <laughs> like it is so schmick but i'm trying to get sleeter to like test it yeah because i want other like i want someone else to say what it's like <laughs> like not me because yeah. obviously i'm gonna say it's good and uh and like i'm trying to get casey to ride it 
And then I'm trying to get Caroli to do like a video call about like 350s and rates. So I'm trying to do like a cool video. Yeah. That's not just like it's a lot putting of work, the bike, yeah. part, parts on the bike. And then I'm like down there talking to Tony. And he's like, dude, <laughs> I'll talk about the 350. Like Mike was the only guy to ever win a national on one. I'm yeah. like, actually, that's fucking, that's true. He yeah. was. 350 is just sick, dude. Yeah. Did you ever own one? I never you? owned one, but Vital MX built one. That's right. Yeah. It was like a, I think it was a Twisted Development build. Was that the one that where they just went like no budget? I don't know if it was no, probably, but yeah. it was like their goal was to take a 350 and make more power than a 450. Yeah, like stock 450, and that thing was like crazy to ride because it was sick. like it had like a little bit less low end, like less hit, which I like. Like I don't like my bikes to be super fast. At least 450 is super fast off the bottom, but it would rev to the moon yeah, yeah. and it made so much power up top. Like, it was a really fun bike to ride. Yeah, no, I, I love mine. Ryan's actually got to ride mine the other day. He was loving it, too. Yeah. But, like, third, fourth gear, just, like, oh. <laughs> they they just, rev so oh, far. It, it, it's, like, they rev, like, a 250 with, like, more. It's They're so fun. Yeah, no, I think that, well, I'm the same. Like, I mean, I've talked about it, like, a million times. But, like, just for me, I ride once a week and I just can't ride a 450. Yeah. And like the first two rides, I'm like, dude, maybe I like 450s. And then as soon as it starts to get like kind of rough and yeah. then the track gets a bit dry, I'm like, fuck, I actually can't ride yeah, this that's bike what, anymore. Yeah, like for a while when people would ask me like, what bike should I get? Like when I had got, just got my KTM, I was like, dude, get a 350. Like if you're not going to race, then get a 350. And even if you want to race it, you can still race it, but might not be as competitive but like if you're just having fun it, like it was a really fun bike to ride yeah it just feels like i feel like uh all the way i tell to people because i'm the same i just always recommend like if you're not like a hardcore brand loyalist then you just gotta get a 350 yeah. i just feel like my odds of going home from the track feeling like <laughs> i had a good day yeah and not just getting like beat up and like dude i raced a, a, i had to race a 450 at manji this year because oh. I just last year I drove over but it's like a four day drive oh, and I was like I'm not doing that this year <laughs> and I couldn't get a, a 350 yeah. and I borrowed a 450 and I fucking sucked bro <laughs> and like I just came the off the shit out of you oh dude and I just came off riding that Stark in uh, Barcelona yeah. I was supposed to go to that oh, I didn't really? get my passport in time though oh actually I think I remember you saying that yeah man. Bro, that thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it looks like, have sick. you rode Altas yet? No, I haven't. I've never like. So you never rode an e-bike? No, I well, I was for ten years. I was a Honda. Yeah. So I, like, when I, when I finally like, retired, it was cool to like kind of try a couple different bikes. But like, I really haven't done much riding other than Honda in the last over a decade. Yeah, yeah, dude, that thing will blow your mind yeah. when you get to ride it. Like, it's actually insane. But <laughs> I just couldn't. The difference between riding in Barcelona like I felt like that was the best I ever rode a bike and it's just the what the, the way that I was describing it to people is like especially on 450s pretty much like you get into a turn and you hit the throttle and the bike wants to go up yeah so like you basically have to like lean and like you've, you're just constantly like compensating mm -hmm. for the bike wanting to go up and when you don't ride every single day and you're not like tuned in with your bike to like exactly the way that it's going to move. Yeah. Then like, I'm just gun shy, you know, <laughs> and I'm not. And then especially coming out of turns in like braking bumps or like anytime there's like kickers and shit, just that it felt like real reactive and I didn't, I couldn't predict the reactions. Right. Cause I feel like that's what's happening with you guys. Like you've done so many laps and you're so dialed in 
that you just you that feeling's almost like nullified in a yeah. sense because you just know exactly what's coming whereas for me it, that's not what it feels like this bike none of that <laughs> you just like hit the throttle and it doesn't go up it actually feels like it goes down and in really? because all you're getting is the chain right uh, you, that's like literally the only force oh, that's on the there's bike there's no like gyrating nah so yeah. there's no up and out feeling yeah. it's like a down and in like a squat that's so and then it feels like you want to get even more over the front which kind of like gives you more front end feel yeah so like the whole balance of like riding a bike is that's completely cool. different yeah I'm really interested to try one yeah it sounds sweet yeah so. and I've been like it's cool there's no clutch like I've always been like a big advocate of no clutch <laughs> so like that that, that like that motion you're talking about of like standing up i feel like a lot of people get that from like dumping the clutch out of a turn that was me so i went to that's one of the big things so first of all i think when you ride the varg because there's no clutch i was like hitting my chin on my bar pad constantly really because the thing has so much fucking power (laughs) and you have no clutch yeah to like pull to like Like, you essentially like I was using the clutch to just like stop the bike coming up and yeah. my body position was like shit. Yeah. So then when you uh, were on the Varg, you have to lean forward like you, as you go, which is what right. like Townley would coach me to do that. So he'd be like, when, when you're accelerating, you need to compensate and move forward. But when you've got the clutch, you're just like, arr, 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 and you're stopping yeah. it from doing it. Yeah. So you kind of never actually. That's what I've always like, that's always been my thing when I was racing. Like when you use the clutch a lot, you're just creating like unneeded energy. Yeah. And like, I've never been the most in shape guy in the world. So I was always like really critical about my technique and like figuring out ways to make riding and racing like less, I don't know, enduring. Like I wanted to make (laughs) it as easy as possible. Yeah. I think Musk one's really good at that too. But, um, like, like don't use the clutch cause it's just like, you're just making the bike just like pissed off and like the energy of the bike is like not happy. So yeah well this kind of takes away that and i for the first time like we looked at the footage after and i was like holy shit like that's how i would like to ride yeah but it was just because you couldn't lean on on mm-hmm. using the the clutch and um but yeah so it just like literally put me in the right position and like i lost that that's reactivity sick. and then i think like with the way the back end squats and then it means you have to go forward so like literally everything's just getting like more centered yeah. like you feel kind of more on rails went straight to Manji, rode a 450 <laughs> and i was just like just everything out the door i was like it was actually i went in uh townley was like laughing at me like i was riding that shit he's like what the fuck are you doing be cool too to like actually have one that's like set up for you mm. like suspension wise yeah. and like maybe like a clamp adjustment you yeah. know like it'd be sweet like if you got like a month with that thing, how like oh, much yeah. your riding technique would change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hopefully like, hopefully I can get one and I would love to just go like ridiculous build, like oh, go yeah. to technical touch, get like, <laughs> AK, you know what I mean? Like just go, but the, the you kind of can't do that much with them. Like there's not that much. Yeah. Like, There'll be a market for it though. I, sure. I think there will be, but yeah. you could do like suspension. I mean, the clamps are insane. Like the really? one, dude, the ones that come stock on them are like ridiculous foot pegs are ridiculous like all you could really do would Any be wheels. like a set of wheels yeah. some handlebars like a fucking seat I'll cover a <laughs> i'll figure out a way to block that thing out nowhere <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 dude so no yeah. i'm uh i'm keen yeah keen to get one. well yeah. um fucking appreciate it Thanks yeah for coming on, eh? no it's good to be in person maybe if we get time tomorrow we can yeah we might do some like post-practice reporting yeah some post-practice we should yeah. do during 
Jer- yeah, yeah, calling yeah. guys out. Yeah, yeah. That guy's using too much clutch. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, <laughs> let's just full go clutch police. Yeah. I'm, uh, is there any is there any uh, Aussie guys you're excited to watch? Do you know any of the dudes over there? Um, Meddy's riding, right? Yeah, Meddy's riding. Yeah. Factory KTM. Yeah, I'm excited to see him ride again. Yeah. Everybody that... I think everybody I've already seen race. Like, I, I don't know if I had seen Clout before... Uh, Dude, he's good and yeah. didn't get a like. I don't think he got to show his potential yeah. last weekend. He's yeah. really good, and so is Tanny. Yeah, Tanny. I ran into him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he crashed <laughs> the first the first moto, I ran into him. I like it was kind of like hectic, and we just kind of crossed. Yeah, you know, nobody's fault, but yeah. Um, Let's call him out. Just feel like fuck yeah. you, bro. I'm comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like done. <laughs> got jason anderson on the on speed dial i'm taking you out uh no but uh yeah i'm excited to see it's tanny racing yeah okay so him and clout yeah Meddy, yeah brayton oh yeah because jb will be doing double duty yeah that'll be pretty sick yeah so i don't know but like i don't think there's anybody that i haven't i'm, I'm excited why well, i see him say Meddy is i haven't seen him race in so long yeah especially yeah. in person Dude, he's riding so good i saw him today he's like i was like didn't recognize him he got long yeah, hair yeah, long yeah, beard yeah, i was yeah, like oh yeah. what's up dude yeah yeah so he, he did uh he he had a really good season here i think he did he get fourth in the championship this year Meddy? yeah yeah, he got he like was right there for third in the championship, That's sick. and it was like it was gnarly. Him and Todd Waters spent every moto all year. Battling. Really? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Sick. He almost won Manji. So he, oh no way! Yeah, he got second. Todd won by like one point. Oh. Came down to the last moto. Like he's, glad I didn't he's, go then. If Maddie's there, I'm not. I'm not winning. Oh, dude, the, <laughs> Tanny was. I remember Southwick like ten or eleven yeah. bike run out I get. Oh, he's a beast. Heartbreaking, dude. <laughs> I I love that guys are racing longer yeah like he it seems like a lot of like dude jb man actually we should talk about that jb figured this whole shit out before everybody. oh yeah like he's been on this program for a really long time didn't tell anyone about it just no. did his deal just made his extra whatever amount of money and yeah he, and <laughs> cashed he's, just, out. he's just been killing it now everyone's following suit yeah no he's he had the program figured out years ago yeah no outdoors i'm going overseas <laughs> so and then he'd show up to a1 like ready yeah. Like he always said that he's like I, just, I had a gate drop like a month ago like I'm not stressing it at all yeah yeah and then Wins Daytona oldest yeah. dude to ever win a main event I was so stoked about that I think that was on my birthday and yeah. I had that was I think it was two rounds after I did my pelvis yeah so I had I had a hospital bed brought to my I was actually renting Ken Roxon's house in Florida yeah right there's a spare house and I was in my hospital bed in my living room, like on my birthday, watching like my mentor one. It was such a cool moment. How did you guys first link up? Because I don't, I don't guess I don't remember. Like, I just feel like I don't really know about that connection. Yeah. So oh nine, it would have been, he was, Brayton was on MDK KTM. Yeah. And. Oh, so it goes back that far. It, well, so that was when we met initially was his mechanic, Rich Simmons, when he went to um, Joe Gibbs the next year in, in 10 or whatever, yeah. Rich came over to work for me Yeah, in, at Toyota Designs. And it's a funny story because I forget who it was, but I mean, granted, I didn't have credentials then, but somebody got the job to work for me at Toyota Designs and a mechanic. And when they found out they were going to be working for me, he's like, oh, that guy won't do anything. Like, I'm not, oh. I'm not, he didn't show up to work. No shit. And like, Rich was second in line. And Rich and I, like, we went from Troy Designs to, you know, we won like five races together, had a great career on, on Troy Designs. And then I brought him to Factory Honda. So it was like this nine year span of like just awesome, you know, that relationship so with sick. Rich. But Rich was the one that connected JB and I. Yeah, right. So 
Yeah. That's, yeah. So I, I just didn't know. Like they that. were living together still. Yeah. And like, so he was like, Hey, like Justin invited you on a mountain bike ride, you know, and we had the same trainer at the same time, like in the gym. Yeah. So we kind of just developed this relationship and it was like, at the time, like I was just like young and like, I don't know anything. So like yeah. this guy wants to share knowledge with me, like, and he seems really smart. Like I should probably just do everything he tells me to do. Man, I, I always liked JB, but I never, he was a guy I never, like I'd always say day, and I'd always like have a quick chat, but I never like got too deep with him. Yeah. And then when he come over to Oz, it was like 2019, I just built that studio and I was like, he was there, I was like, all right, I'd love to get Brayton on the podcast. He blew my mind. Yeah, like so he, smart. I don't know if you listened to it, but I was like, that was one of my favorite podcasts of any that we've ever done. Yeah. He like gave me some great books to read and like just the level of like the lack of ego Yeah, that he has is like, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Like you just don't meet many people no. that have like that calm like nature that he has but then is also such a savage yeah and just like so consistent over so many years of like being that guy yeah it's not like there's waves where he's like in and out of that dude like he literally is that dude and it is so solid yeah he's just like if i ever have like a question related to moto call him if i ever like have a question related to life call him like he's just like such a solid dude to like have in your back pocket to call and i just never you know took that for granted i guess that's so sick and then to yeah. end up like in this deal with him like that, yeah so that well he's the one that bad. i called like when initially when we talked like i talked to tony and mike and i was like hey like what do you think and he's like dude they're so solid like so like that was like where my standard was like jb says they're good they're good yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome dude yeah. all right well thanks so much for doing this yeah no that was worries. fun man yeah it was like cool to <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully we'll be able to do a lot more like california and dude you, it'd be sick like so next year if we can get the setup done in california to where we have like the big studio i would love to go to, to go watch practice and qualifying and then zip down the freeway get in the studio crack yeah. some beers and like do the do the super <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like we could get some, to plan something do like gls around like imagine like me you gl like yeah <laughs> like, a crew, like drinking beers doing it yeah so yeah hopefully we'll be able to do some more more cool shit all right sweet awesome bro oh, yeah. appreciate it thanks dude Fuck yeah, dog. Hell yeah.